Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, welcome everybody to what is our first instalment of the Round the Boards, the Speedway podcast, uh, brought to you by myself, Nathan Bunting, and I'm joined by my co-host this evening and what will be for the remainder of this season and hopefully for future years as well. I've got um, Kane Watt and Rob Ludlow with me. How are we doing, fellas? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. Happy to be here, mate. Happy to be here. <laughs> it's... Um, this podcast is um, something that we've come together with. We've, we've given it a bit of thought over the time and the, the structure of it has changed, but we're glad and we're hopeful that people are listening to us this evening. Um, uh, it, we're on all platforms. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. So please give us a follow on there and listen to our podcast. Just as a brief introduction to the guys we've got here, obviously myself, Rob and Kane all came together um, through COVID. In fact, so COVID has brought us together with the virtual speedway championship, um, which is a which is a, an online game that we play um, using the speedway meeting program, um, this evolved into what turned out to be the the speedway challenge game, um, which is an app on um, Android and Google, and also on Steam now as well, um, where we play in a variety of leagues um, across the UK, Poland, and Sweden as well. Um, so what? And what makes this even more interesting is is I don't think that us three could be further apart in the country if we even tried. No, not at all. <laughs> well, yeah, but then you'd be moving closer down south to me and Rob, so... Uh, oh, shit, yeah. Kane's oh, no, I swore. Oh, God, <laughs> don't know. Start again, start again. Kane's at, the, Kane's at the top of the other end of the country, basically, in Scotland. He's up in uh, Workington. How far? Uh, we've got Rob's across over in Swindon and then I've got myself um, pretty close to Kings Lynn in Norfolk um, I just want to point out I'm not Scottish I'm actually yeah, Cumbrian so. you're pretty close it's the, the northern accent is enough to put us off but okay <laughs> so that's just a brief introduction to who we are and uh, for the people that are listening I, I imagine that the vast majority of you will know who we are for those who aren't listening Welcome to the show. We hope you enjoy this show. We've got plenty more to come in the future weeks. We're going to be previewing a lot of the events that go on this year, whether it be the GPs, the British Leagues, um, the British Final and Speedway of Nations. And we've also got um, uh, we've got some fantastic guests lined up across um, the next few weeks already confirmed. We've got Alfie Botel coming on next week to talk about the 
the National Development League and we've got we've got Louis Kerr, we've got Ty Proctor, Ryan Kinsley, Ollie Allen, Adam Ellis, Richard Lawson, Rasmus Jensen, just to name a few. So we've got some exciting times ahead and we're lucky that these people have agreed to come and join us. So we hope you enjoy. And tonight we're moving into our first preview show, which is the FIM Speedway Grand Prix for 2022. So if we have a look back onto last year's series, um, obviously, Artem Laguta, champion of the world. Guys, what what stuck out for you about Artem Laguta last year? What made him elevate himself to that level where he could beat Bartosz Marsley? Well, I think, to be honest, it was it was a surprise, um, especially a couple of the season before last. Um, Laguta would be immense for a round or two. Um, I think I think the Rockslav um, double GPs from the from the from the year before springs to mind where he was he was outrageously yeah. quick. I think he was on a I think he was on a different tire if memory yeah. serves me right. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, we were, obviously won't go too too much into detail with that. But um, yeah, he was immense for a sort of a round or two, and then he'd, he'd go right off the boil. But you've only got to look his his uh, results from from twenty from twenty twenty one. Yo, that's five Grand Prix wins. It's so much more consistent. Yo, I think it's only once did he fail to make the finals all season. Yes, that's World Championship form. And still, yo, you know, testament to Smarslik trying to hold on to his title is that is that he's, he's still only three points behind him. Yeah. Um. So I think it was more of a surprise to see Laguta be that consistent over the course of the season, but a well-deserved winner in the end, really. I think um, what what struck me the most about it was. I suppose we can talk about mental strength now. Um, Bartosz Marsley, two-time world champion, obviously been there, done it. He, he knew how to win titles. But for Laguta to come, and I think he won rounds eight to ten. He won three rounds in a row. Yeah. Put the pressure on Smarsley and put himself in prime position for what was the decider at the end there. And uh, to see the way he rode, and, and I, I never thought that at this point in time, Bartosz Marsley for me is... You're tempted to say in a class of his own, but with Laguta, he he matched him on pretty much every track, and he knew what he had to do. And what I don't, what what worries me about Laguta moving forward is has he has he still got the 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 mental strength to do that again? Yeah. Is he is he going to be? For me, there was two names spring to mind, which is Chris Holder and Jason Doyle. Um, I know I'm already going to start picking on Jason Doyle, which Robble get annoyed about but <laughs> in 2012 and 17 I think it was you had two guys here that almost seemed like all the stars were aligned and they and they pulled off a sensational year to become world champions but neither of them really matched the heights after that so Kane can do you think Laguta can match what he done well I mean he's capable because you mean you can't be a bad rider and win a world championship but it's very, it's hard to win one, but I think it's even harder to win two, and then even harder to win two back to back. Like the last person to do it, I mean, Smazic did it in 2019 and 2020, but through the shortened series, which was primarily in his own home country. And then beyond then, it has to be a long time since maybe Nicky Pedersen. Mm. He was in his prime. You know, so I, I personally won't think he will. But you can't write him out. I mean, I think for me, Laguta and Smarslik, uh, you look at the points from last year, 
um, and uh, what well, something we'll look into later is some of the predictions we've had from the fans. These two, these two are almost in a league of their own. Would you agree? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, looking at the looking at the predictions, I mean, I'm going to go against the grain here, and I, I don't I don't think that Gitter will be in the top two again this season. I, as I said, I think I think he's uh, he did incredibly well to pull off one consistent campaign, but I yeah, I, I just don't. I'm not sure he can do. I'm not sure um, the Gitter is capable of doing it in multiple years maybe maybe sort of more of a I don't think I think he made the top six but I don't think he'd be in the top two again um not not this year anyway I, I just yeah I don't see it myself I think although the fan the fan prediction have mostly got him in the top two I'd have to disagree with pretty much everyone so <laughs> um yeah I, I just yeah I'm not sure he's got it in him to be as consistent as he was last season I mean I still think he'll win a Grand Prix or two but I just don't think It'll uh, he'll it'll be as consistent. I think you know, Smarslik is probably the man to beat, but um, yeah, I, I just yeah, I'm not sure on Laguna doing it again, or especially not this year anyway. Yeah. Um. So then move. If we move on to, uh, I was gonna I was gonna talk about um some of the British lads in this one, but we we're just talking about consistency, and I just want to move on to a couple of overriders that were just below these two in the standings last year, ML Safutinov and Magic Yanovsky, particularly Yanovsky and what your thoughts are on how he's going to do this year. If we look, I've come up, I've got an interesting fact that I've stumbled across. Magic Yanovsky has finished fourth four times in the last five years and he's never won a medal. Can I mean, myself and you, Rob, we've seen probably Magic ride for Swindon and Kings Lynn in the British League. Yeah. Uh, for me, he was such an at Kings Lynn. He was such an unpredictable character. And yeah. In the Grand Prix, he's he he looks so quick at times, but he doesn't have that same consistency, does he? Can he can he match that consistency to get himself into a medal position? Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. I, I, he was quite. I think it was quite early on in his career that he was he was racing for Swindon, um, and it's exactly what you just described. Uh, he's hot and cold, or at least he was. Yeah, you know, he was he was hot and cold then. Obviously. In his league racing, he's pretty consistent now. But in the Grand Prix, you can still see he's pretty hot and cold. He's had a really good start to last season. And then you only look at the Lublin rounds, and he picked up six points in two yeah. rounds. Yeah. Uh, that's, and that's, that's curtains, really, if you want to be world champion. You can't be doing that. And he finished, um, he finished strongly as well. But if you look at – you try and look at some of the positions. I know Lublin's a Polish track, but he always seems to go well in, in Poland. And it's, it's when, when he leaves the Polish area that he seems to struggle. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I, you know, I think I think Lublin was the exception to the to that rule. Really, his other his other Polish rounds. I think he's you know he's made a final in Ro- in Wroclaw. He did the same in Torren well, in Torren twice. So yeah, yeah. I, as I said, I think he can blow hot and cold. And I, again, I I mean I don't I'm not going to give too much away to my top six as we're going to move on to that. But he's not in mine. Um, I I don't think again. I think he's he's a bit hot and cold. I've got I think there are riders that. We'll put. I think there are riders that are better than Magic at the moment, but mm. you know, I, I, I think I might annoy quite a lot of people with that as well. So <laughs> be prepared for a um, put, jump myself in the trenches and sit my hat on. I think after my top six, to be fair. But no, this is this is this is what this show is supposed to be all about, and it's what we want to put across to the audience. Is the we're we're just three ordinary guys really, all all share a passion for speedway. People aren't going to like our opinions, and and we want to hear from people. People email us message us on our on twitter and facebook let us know what you think about some of the points that we're putting across we don't we don't think that we're always going to be right but we've got predictions 
Kane will always think he's right. I'll, I'll tell Rob now that he's definitely wrong with someone who's in his top six, but <laughs> these are just personal opinions and we would love to hear from people as well. So then, so then I, I brief touched on Emil Safutinov and um, in the same category as Magic and I'd almost put them together because Emil's such an enigma and I remember him, I, I'm, I'm a favourite of Emil because I remember him seeing him in 2011 in England when he had a brief stint at Coventry. He's the, he's the first rider I remember that used to chase back wheels. And yeah. it was, I wouldn't say it was dangerous, but he he lived for the moment. And I'm always disappointed that Laguta was the first Russian, if you like, to be world champion, because everyone always thought it was going to be Safutinov. And I'm not sure if he if he will ever make it now as a I world champion. the year when Wolfgang won it the first time, when Safutinov was his main rival and got the injury. Yeah. I think that was his year. I'm not saying he, he won't win it again, or well, he won't win it in general, but I do agree. He's always there or thereabouts. So he's you, can't, you can never, you can never say he's not going to be there. No. But now with, with Marzik and Laguta, he has to find that next step. And like you see, he chases back wheels. Marzik does the exact same thing and it works. And I mean, I think, is Safudinov moving clubs in Poland next year? Yeah, Actually, yeah, he's moved. He's moved from. He's gone from Lesno to Torrent. Yeah, so maybe a, a change of home, so to speak, can I, help a rider. I don't think he's got anywhere in Sweden at the moment either. I think he's just riding in the Polish league. Uh, yeah, I've got him down. Yeah, I've just yeah. got him down as Torrent. So um, yeah, you look at his scores. He had one score. He's, he's he had one score last season that wasn't double figures. Um, consistently he's consistently there or thereabouts not he's not winning you know he hasn't won he didn't win a gp which is quite so you know if you go for a season now and you say emerson isn't going to win a gp i would call you mad um i think in terms of him chasing back wheels i think he's got a bit more of a calmer head on his shoulders now i think he had a couple of couple of nasty injuries Um, i think he's calm i think he's calmed down a bit since the first couple of things already come on and it was so exciting to watch him right race um so if you excuse the fact that probably would have caught he probably caused a crash in almost every round he, he started in um now i think he's a bit calmer and but i mean i've got him i've got him pretty high up so i'm i think yeah i think he's definitely got a world championship in him especially with a, he with is a bit one of them familiar faces where if you see them in the gp you, you wouldn't bat an eyelid but the uh he's not there you know something's wrong because yeah he's always a world-class rider yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah so I'm, I'm I'm looking down the I'm looking now at the next almost going down the list of riders that automatically qualified for the Grand Prix this year from last year. We're now looking at Freddie Lindgren. Um, I know a couple of people have, have tipped Freddie Lindgren to be world champion this year. I've I've spoken to someone else who who fancies Freddie very highly as well. I just get the feeling that he's too much of a hothead. Yeah. And again, I'm here to be shot down. I don't think I don't think Freddie Lindgren has got the the capabilities to be a world champion. If he's got his bikes in order, which I assume um, and I've heard he's got some good equipment underneath him this season, can he be world champion though? Has he? Can he match these top two? Um, I'm going to make I'm, a bold claim and say yes. I'm going to give a bold claim and say no. Um, Go on then, Kane. You're tipping him. Well, I mean. 
he has that reputation of being a somewhat dirty rider. I personally don't agree. I would say he's he's a hard rider, a bit too hard at times. But actually, you know, now I say that he kind of is a dirty rider. But <laughs> still, you know, it's it's the the top level. You know, you you have to be you have to ride hard. Every point matters. Every race matters. Yeah. And I I think some riders, specifically the newer ones, may get caught out by that. We've seen it before. Um, well, how long he's been there? Well, 2010, 2009 it was like his uh, debut season. Uh, funny you should like Lindgren now it has more GP points, appearances, and heats than any other rider in this field. So he's the most experienced Grand Prix rider in this field, remarkably. I mean, that's that's what I mean. You you can't really say that he won't be up there. He's always, maybe not always up there, but he's never one you write off, in my opinion. No, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't say he's going to win, but I would, I would be surprised if he doesn't win a GP this year, even two. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I think we've agreed too much with each other so far, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump <laughs> in and disagree here. Come on then. Um, I think, I think Lagoura is, uh, sorry, not Lagoura, Lindgren. Um. I think he's, as I said, yeah, he's quite, he's a, he's a very hard rider, but I, th- I think he's starting to drift in into sort of late Nicky Pedersen. I think I, I, he has the odd round where he's quick, but I think he tends to be a bit, I, th- I think he's starting to move into the sort of Pedersen um, aura as such, where he gate and he get in front. And I think certain riders don't really want to pass him or don't, no, obviously they want to pass him, but they don't want to, they, they won't put everything on the line because I, I think he might, I think that they're a little bit concerned. He might, um, yeah, run them wide. You know, he's not yeah. going to get. He's not one for giving too much racing room. Um, so I think he's sort of, sort of developing into that. Maybe obviously he's been there, done it. You know, he's been in Lingard's been in Grand Prix series with. You know, you've only got to look at the riders that were in the noughties. You, you, Jason Crump, Shelley Adams, those those sort of guys. So he's 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 had a you know, his early career. He would have had his nose chopped off plenty of times. So I just think um, I'm not sure he's as quick as he used to be. I think it's more. I think he, he tends to get trapped position if he if he gates, and then uh, I think I think I, I will, certain riders might be a bit apprehensive with with taking him with with going for it round him. You know, if you want to blast yeah. around the outside of him, and you, you're about to pass him on the straight going into the next bend, I I think certain riders will will shut off because it's lingering. Um, but yeah, I, I'm yeah I haven't got him too high up. Um, I would agree with you that he is isn't an out and out racer like some of them. He does probably win most of his races from the gate. Yeah. But, I mean, he's always... Maybe it's just because I like him. But, I, I mean, you know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gang up on you here, Kane. And, uh, oh. I'm, I'm, joining <laughs> Rob, I'm joining Rob on this one. <laughs> I, I just don't... You, you almost get the feel that if he gets to a final, if he misses the gate in a final, something's going to happen. And it's not going to end well for Freddie Lindgren or one other person. I think he potentially he's, he wants it too much, especially when you get to that pressure scenario yeah. the final. You look at his record from last year, and he didn't win a final. In fact, I think the highest he got was third. He got third on three separate occasions. But is that because there's a, there's now a mental block? I know he tailed off towards the end of the season, but um, there was extenuating circumstances last year with I think Lingwin was suffering from long COVID. Um, so maybe that can account for some of some of his scores, 
But has he got... I, I just can't see him breaking into that top three next year. Yeah, I would agree with you, to be honest, Nathan. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy ganging, uh, ganging up on Kane here, to be quite honest. Um, I'm used to it, don't worry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I just... I, yeah, I, mean, I don't think... Yeah, I can't see him being... I, I don't see him challenging for the, for, for the top honours. Um, yeah, as I said... Yeah, we are just I, we're I, just three guys that like Speedway, so yeah. we're not. There's no chance of me sitting on a bike and doing what he does. Um, no. But I can't um, see him from a spectator's point of view making the top three. I think if he does make a top three, it will be third. If that helps, yeah. I mean, not trying yeah. to backtrack or anything. I just, I just don't think he can make top three, so I'm not even going to contemplate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on then swiftly. <laughs> Before we upset any Wolverhampton fans, um, I want to talk about the Brits, and I know um, I'm going to I'm going to throw I'm going to throw Kane to the walls on this one because I know he's got strong opinions on this, and I'm I'm on this occasion I am actually going to side with Kane. What we've got is we've got um, we've got Ty Woffenden and we've got Robert Lambert. Um, I mean, arguably you could say they won the Speedway of Nations last year, although Woffenden had to pull out injured, him and him, Lambert and Booley come together to, and Tom Brennan, sorry, came together to, to win a world title for Great Britain. But Kane, I'll hand it over to you about what your thoughts are on Woffenden and Lambert in particular, and then what you see next year in the Grand Prix series. Well, Woffenden, I would say he had a fairly decent season last year. A bit up and down, but you know, it always happens, right? I would say uh, Lambert first season in the series, so you can't really expect much from him. But I'd say he would have been very disappointed, especially with the issues he had in Lublin, which is from home track. And I can't remember how he didn't to run, but. He made the semi. He got double figures in time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think he'd be happy to be back. I mean, I personally, he had a good debut overall. Up and down though, yeah. Um, Wolfenden's engine problems. I think we know about that, and the injuries as well. It, but I just don't. I'm going to make a bold prediction here that GB don't have any qualifiers for next season through the top six. That is a bold statement. The, I was waiting. I was waiting. I was. I was just about to push you on that one. Or the qualifier in Glasgow, which is a bold one. But that's yeah, that's a pretty hefty, I mean, hefty prediction. My main issue there is I don't think Lamb. I think Lamb will have a better season, but it will be a really tough ask to push the current top six or seven. I think it would class above anyone else in the series. I think if Wolfenden stays injury free, he'll be up there. But it, it's it's a bit of a worry with that because he does tend to pick up a knock at the worst of times. I would, I'm not saying it's his fault, but it, it does happen. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want it to see it, but I have a feeling. No, well. I'm, I'm going to, I think Wuffenden, I don't, yeah, I don't think, I'd, I'd be surprised, even Wuffenden with an injury is still, is still pretty good. I'd be surprised if he isn't in the top six. I think, mean, I can't see Lambert. I think Lambert might squeeze in. I think now that he's done a full season, 
Um, he finished last season pretty strongly. You know, he's picked up double figures in the last three rounds. Um, he scores well in the he scores well in in the extra league for Torren. Um, I I think he might he he's got a chance of squeezing in, but I definitely put Woffin in my top six. Um, I think I've pretty much given away most of my top six at this point, so that'll Probably. be a short that'll be a short part in a few minutes' time. But um, yeah, I, I, mean, I would be surprised if Woffin doesn't make the top six. I think I'll be a, I think that'll be a major shock. I mean, I, I sort of agreed with Kane on this one, and actually, I've, I've literally, as we started to wear this show, put Woffenden in my top six. I agree, Lambert, I think, will have a better season, but he's got 40 points to make up on the top six this season, which I think is a, is quite a large amount to pull back. And my my feeling about Ty, and I'm not going to cast assumptions here, but it's almost like he doesn't have the, the drive and this is a this is a really bold statement. He doesn't have the drive to be world champion. He doesn't seem to have that fire in his belly anymore. And I I just don't think he can ride as consistently well as them top guys to become world champion again. I hope he proves me wrong. I really do. But I just can't see it. In fairness, you wouldn't have said that. You you wouldn't have said pre last season. You wouldn't. I wouldn't have put Laguta. You wouldn't say Laguta would. would you yeah. said the same thing about Laguta. You wouldn't say that he would be. He would. He would be part. It'd be possible for him to be as consistently good over an entire season. But and then he goes and does it. So I. I yeah. I'd be surprised if Woffington. It'd be a massive shock if he doesn't make the top six. Um. And I think. I. I. Yeah. I think he'd be. I think he's. I think he's challenging for medals. Maybe not win it, but I think he's challenging for medals. Let's um let's have a quick move on to the and I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you a shining light here, Rob. Let's move on to the Australians. Um, let's go Max, let's go Max Frick first before we talk about Jason Doyle because I know you've got some some bold predictions on Jason Doyle. But Max Frick is someone who um he you look at him, I think he made five semi-finals out of eleven last year and he never scored less than six. So he's got some mild consistency in there. Can he push for a top six place? Um, I, I don't have him, I don't have him too close to my top six. Um, obviously he's dropped down. He, he's obviously he's riding back in Britain again, which is great. Um, you know, the more GP, I think the, the more GP riders we see in Britain, the better. Um, that's obviously a, a conversation for another day, but I, obviously he's dropped down a division in Poland. He's not racing, he's not racing in the top division. He's racing, he stayed with Zelona Gora after they've been relegated. So I, you know, when you look at his teams, he's racing. You know, he's only he's only racing. He's racing the second tier in Poland, and he's racing for Bellevue in the Premiership. Obviously, the Premiership is not on the same level as the Extra League, and not even close to the. the you know, you don't have as many. You don't have many Grand Prix riders in it. So, I, is he getting the week in week out exposure to against all the Grand Prix riders? As obviously every other to every all the others are racing in the Extra League, he's not. I, I think yeah. that might go against him. Uh, yeah, obviously Max Freak's very, very good. Um, he's an eighth place finish, as you said, doesn't score, hasn't fit, you know, doesn't score less than six over the course of a season. It's there's some mild consistency there, but um, I think, I think, you know, I think you put him in. If it was top eight, I'd back him maybe, but since they moved it to top six, I, I think he's, you know, sort of mid midfield re- rider really. I think, but yeah, I, you know, very uh, class on his day, absolutely. But I think he's, I think he'd be midfield again. Convince us then, Rob. Convince me <laughs> about Jason Doyle. Come up with an argument because I'm I'm excited to hear this. Okay. Well, obviously being from Swindon, I'm 
I'm going to have a rather large bias towards Jason Doyle for what he's done for as being a Swindon rider in, in the late 2010s to two league titles and out and out number one for Swindon for four or five years. I'm going to say since he hasn't raced in the British League, um, the last two Grand Prix, yeah, the last two Grand Prix series where he's not been in the British League, um, you've seen a real downturn in form. So I'm going to back him on the basis that he's back in the British League. I think it's, I think with with Jason Doyle, I think um, I think there was a there was a quote from him last season or, or the season before where he said that where he's just ra- where he's just racing for Chester Cover at the time. If he had a bad meeting, he goes home and he, he sat there thinking about it. But I think he benefits from racing in multiple leagues. Three at my, I think him racing in three leagues would be would be ideal. But being back in Britain, even if he has a dodgy meeting for Lesno, um, which he's just moved to this season, I think um, you'd see him you'd see him being top of the averages in Britain again. You know, I don't. Maybe Jack Holder might push him in the in the Premiership. Yeah, you know, I can't see many riders as close to his in, in Britain. So I think right, racing in multiple leagues. Being back in Britain, I think that confidence booster of him coming back to a British, you know, right turning up at Ipswich, banging in double figures, off he goes to a GP. He's got an extra bounce in his step, which he didn't have in the last two seasons, I think. So my ball prediction is he's he's in my top six. And it's not just because I'm a Swindon fan, but obviously that's part of it. But I I think with the uh, I think he's a rider that massively benefits from riding constantly. And I think the more teams he has, the more the more he rides, the more meaning he gets. The better think, a rider he is. Uh, I mean, you, you raise a very good point there, and just like I said before, I, I'm going to move on to Kane about this. I'm not bashing Jason Doyle. He's been a tremendous. He's a, he's a world. He's a former world champion, so he's got something about him. He's for me. He's just. He's just that little bit behind at the moment. I don't believe he's as good as the top six. Last year's top six, I don't think he can hit them heights. And I'd probably go as fast to say as there might be a couple more above him as well. So can he finish eighth or ninth? The critical thing for me and probably with Max Frick and Jason Doyle is if both of them don't hit top six next year, I think they're both struggling to be in the Grand Prix the following year. I think if the if the wildcard entries, they'll pick one Australian. The same as they would, if, if Woffenden didn't make it, make it, they'd pick one British rider. So for me, it's critical for Doyle and Frick to have good series this year. But you raise a valid point there, uh, Rob, and an excellent point, actually. Um, but I'll move over to Kane now, because I know he's got some, some views on Jason Doyle. I've been, I've, been look, I've been looking forward to this bit all day, actually, to be fair. So go on, Kane. Tell us. Well, uh, I will just start off by saying Jason Doyle is one very good rider. But, but... He hasn't won a GP since 2017, which is quite quite. I didn't even know that until I looked it up. Yeah. I thought, that's an interesting yeah. fact, actually. Yeah, that's a big um, fact. That one, I, I wouldn't have found that one. That's like the only big fact I've got. So I've <laughs> tried to through, get that you, one out the way. You've been you've been trolling through the archives for some, for some Doyle bashing all day, I reckon. I think. Not <laughs> <laughs> that bad. <laughs> but no, I, I I do agree with Rob that he's with Nathan actually. He's been left behind. Thank you. I mean, he is a world, a former world champion. Is it? Yeah. Twice yeah. is it? No, once. No, just the one. Once. Yeah, the no. once. Oh, sorry, sorry. I promise I watch Speedway. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just he's had a few crashes, nasty ones as well. Um, I think he might be the one of the oldest riders, if not the oldest, as well in the series. 
around 35, 36, maybe a bit older. I think I think Lingram might just trump him actually in age, just possibly. I'm I'm might be backtracking pretty soon, pretty fast actually. Yeah, bear with me. I'm just checking I'm, this one. I'm, I'm yeah, checking. I'll, it as I'll well. keep going while this is happening. Um, yeah, you carry on. Yeah, Lingram's I, I 86. Do... Lingram's 86. Eighty-six first. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. No, but um, Doyle is Doyle is one month younger than Freddie Lingren. Oh. See, oh, I tell you what, I know my facts. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, thirty-six. I would say it's past the Spoolerized Prime. I can't see him going back up. I do sadly see a downturn in form, whether it be this season or slowly prolonged. I can't see him elevate himself back up to the top four or five in the world. No, of course, you're entitled to your opinion. I think it's wrong, but you're entitled to your opinion. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) No, I, yeah, no, I understand where you're coming from. Um, But you you had Lee Adams race well into his late 30s. Greg Hancock was still winning world titles past his 40th 40th birthday. So, Yeah. yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but I think, yeah, I'm going to go with my with 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 my Swindon hat on here, and I'm I'm going to back him for a top six finish, personally. But I would like to see it, but I wouldn't. But <laughs> <laughs> I just personally don't think it will happen, and that that is the joy of opinions. Yes, it is lovely, isn't it? We're, like, we're, we're doing this without opinions, so I won't Swindon next season, but we all have. <laughs> Another, um, I'm going to bring my shock actually into this oh, one. Shock. This is my shock prediction for next season. Um, Anders Thompson. Um, Anders that is Thompson. That is a big one. Purely because really, that's I've true. got three. He's riding for Gorshoff and Voyens next season in Denmark and Poland. And he also had a final finish at Togliati this last season. So he's had three. He's got three potential chances out of, what, 11 or 12 Grand Prix next year. And just looking at some of his results from last year as well, he had three other semi-final appearances in Prague, Melilla and Lublin. So this guy has got some potential. He's He was wildcarded into it this year after finishing 11th last year. I I just get a feeling that he could he could win a Grand Prix this year. Just some that's some, some bold statements. I thought I, I thought think... Doyle was pretty bold, but I'm not I mean... saying like Anders Thompson doesn't hit my top six. He's and and this this will all come down to consistency. But I think he's got that one round in him where he could do something. Well, he was he was only beaten yeah. by Laguta and Smarslik in Togliati last year. I think. Sorry, go on, Ken. Go on. I I, I do think in. There will be a few shock winners throughout the season, but that will come down to the change of venues. Mm. I, I mean, there is one in Denmark in Voyens, yeah, and he is reigning Danish champion for two years running. So whether that is in Voyens, I don't actually know, but you know, he's he's the best in his country on paper at least. But yeah. so he, he, I think he, I, I think I do side with Nathan. He, he might provide a shock somewhere. 
Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm going to get, I may as well, I think we're free, I'm going to disagree here. Why not? We'll disagree again. Um, I like. I'd hate it if we all agreed on something. I, I don't think I. I I'd go to bed. I think I'd, I'd be awake all night if we if we agreed on something. Oh, just us. just quickly, just quickly, just quickly. Sorry to, to put in here. No, you but, um, Thompson does ride for Garjov and Voyens, which is two venues this season. I oh, know I've already said that, Kane, but carry on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'll, I'll stop talking now. <laughs> See you next week, boys. <laughs> um, I, I. No, I just no. I don't think Thompson will be will be winning a Grand Prix. I, I I understand where you're coming from, maybe home track advantage, but I think the tracks are massively prepared different, a, a completely a prepared completely differently to how they will are for a league match. You, you've only got your know, Woofenden's been at Vroxlav for five or six seasons, and he had a round at Vroxlav last year and scored six. Yeah. Um, I I think there are I think Anders Thompson is 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 obviously a very solid rider, but I think there's there's I, quite a few riders better than he is. Um, I'd be surprised. If he might make. Yeah, I don't. I can see him making semi-finals, the old semi-final or two. You know, possibly a final. Do I see him winning at a Grand Prix? I'd be surprised. I, I imagine I'm going to eat my words as he wins the round one. I imagine. But um, I'm just writing this down just to. Yeah, you know, sure got it all. Someone, someone, snap it and uh, take a clip of it because I'll be. I imagine I'll be having this play back to me quite a bit. Um, yeah, I I can't see him winning a GP round. Uh, he'd be solid, but again, I think he's a he's another midfield rider. Um, and I think that's this is almost like quite an exciting aspect of the series this year. I think in the past, I've seen stronger lineups, stronger 15s than this. But I think what we've got here is we've got two, three, four, five standout figures, and then you've also you've almost got eight, nine, or ten who could all swap with each other. And it's difficult to say who's going to finish yes. seventh. I mean, I suppose if I was good, if I was to predict someone that's going to come bottom of the pile this year, it would be, I'm not even going to pronounce his name. Pavel Trapelski, I'm going to go with it. Trapelski, yeah. Yeah. So obviously he won the Grand Prix Challenge beating Max Frick in a runoff last year, but, and he did actually, he, um, he had a round. Did he have a round this year? He had two. He, he was, two at, he Torrin, had, he was a wild card in Torrin, yeah. And he had reasonable scores, but can he... You look at the riders that are around him, maybe Martin Vashelik is one. But I think Vashelik was really hampered by injuries last season. Um, and I'm, I'm glad he got a wild card this year, because I think he deserves another chance, especially the last couple of years he's had injuries. But we've almost got a field here that you're never quite sure who's going to be in that midfield area. There's going to be different people in semi-finals all the time, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think that the, the field is, uh, yeah, I agree with you that I think there's been better 15s. Um, but I think we were, I think we was massively spoiled in the noughties, to be honest. Um, in comparison to that, I don't think the field is as good, but I do think the field is competitive. I don't see, you know, even, even Chapelski, I he, obviously he's brand new he had two rounds at Torrent which is his home track he got seven and he got six it's I think he I think it could be a long season I don't think it'd be as bad as Kasper Zach um <laughs> to get that one in there. yeah I thought I'd better get that one in there he has um, to go Kasper Zach didn't he <laughs> um but I yeah as a, I think he'd be I, I think if he if he before if he can finish I think if he finishes tenth, I think he'd be. I think it's a good season for him. Um, but yeah, it's a competitive field. I think there's everyone could beat everyone. Yeah. It's what you want to see. Yeah, you, you, know, you don't want to see. I'd rather not have to see two riders winning every round. 
Um, yeah. You want to see as many different riders on the podium as possible. Yeah, if you go into the last thing and four or five riders can win the world ta- world championship, brilliant, great. Um, but yeah, I don't think Chapelski's going to be one of them. But I mean, so that, I mean that leaves, uh, I think, by my guesstimations, there's three riders that we've not mentioned. Um, we've got Mikael Mickelson, the European champion, uh, Patrick Dudek, and Leon Madsen. Um, I've not got great views on them three, uh, not in terms of positive things to say about them, but th- th- I can't, I, can't I, I know a lot of people have tipped Patrick Dudek and he is a, he is a former world number two, isn't he? I think he is. Yes. So it's, it's, it's great to have him back in the series, but he seems to have dipped quite dramatically recently. And I'm not sure. He, I think he's another one of those middle order men for me. I think so. I think possibly his league racing maybe last year. Um, I think he's bit, he was in a reasonably, a, reasonably well obviously a struggling Gilona Gora team for the last two seasons you know they avoided relegation of the season before last and obviously we were relegated last year so I think he he was in a struggling team there um obviously he's moved he's at Torren now so you could you could you could argue for him to have a good round at Torren um but as I said most of the I think half the field either race for Vroxlav or Torren so um yeah, I, I I think Dudek could do okay, but I don't think he'd make the top six. I think he, he is one to watch. I don't think... I, I do agree he won't make the top six, in my opinion. But he is one of them where you show him before he can do it. Can he do it again? You, you see, we just have to wait and see. But, yeah, but he's quite a funny one. One one rider I just want to touch on actually, and this is going to affect some of the wild cards that are in the series. And I know we spoke about this guy just before we started airing this evening. Dominic Kubera, forty four points last year from three rounds. Semi finalist in all three rounds. Second in Lublin, third in Lublin, and then I think he was. I think he went out in the semi finals. Yeah, I think he was eighth. I think he was eighth in Melilla. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he scored forty-four points in three rounds. Is that was that not worthy of a of a wild card place over someone? I mean, picking holes again, but in someone like um, like a, a, a Jason Doyle again. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not just picking on Doyle, but uh, obviously Madsen, Doyle, Lambert, Thompson, Vashelik, They all got wild cards, and they've all got arguments why they should have been in. But what do you guys think? Yeah, I think I, I was surprised he didn't get a pick. Although when you look at the, oh, his two finishes in Lublin, is I think Kane brought this up before we went on air, as you said. Um, it was it's, uh, he rode for Lublin last season, so I think he's still there this season. Um, so yeah, if there was going to be two rounds for him to race on, it, that that was the best two rounds. So it might have possibly skewed toward in his favour. Possibly um, would he have done so well if it was if he was racing on Togliatti instead? Or, you know, there's not an awful lot of rounds I can pick from because most of them are in Poland. But, you know, if you stuck him on Prague and Togliatti, would he, have, you know, second and third, would he have done that? I'm not so sure. So, yeah, I can see, I can, I've, I've sort of changed my opinion on Cabrera three or four times. Sometimes I think he does, he should get a wildcard pick, but I think the, the track massively helped him there. Um, mm. But, yeah, I, I think I, it's, it's only a matter of time till he is in the Grand Prix. Um, he I is only 22. That's what I mean. It's yeah. that's what it, you know. It, he's he's still young. I'd be surprised if he isn't in the Grand Prix by you know 
probably next season, to be honest. Um, and there's a few under 21s that um, I wanted to mention, but I'm going to save them for the show, um, for the GP2 show that we're going to do later in the season. Um, a few people that might potentially get themselves in the shop window. Um, yeah. yeah. Other than that, I think that completes the field now. So I'm, um, obviously we've seen the predictions and we've shared what people have thought coming into this season. So I think I guess it's down to our predictions and to put our necks on the line now. So um, let's start with you, Rob. Let's let's hear your six to one, please. Okay. All right. So in I've got. Um, I mean, uh, looking at the, the the fans vote prediction, which um, we'll give shortly, I would imagine. Um, I'm not very similar um, so uh, in sixth place I've actually put I've got Leon Madsen as finishing sixth um, I think he finished seventh last season um, a couple of dodgy rounds um, Lublin and Melilla spring to mind um, but I think he's I think he's a really top class performer on his day I, th- I think he could win it I think he'd win a couple of Grand Prix maybe um, but I think I think I think he'd be solid sixth I can see him finishing the top six um, fifth place, my swimming hat has gone back on again. Um, I have got Doily uh, finishing fifth. Um, I think because he's right, as I said earlier, because he's riding in Britain, um, because he has that pick me up after it. You know, if he has a dodgy meeting for Legno, I, I just yeah, I think he, I think he's a bit different rider. He's, he's definitely one that can sort of stick it on the line as well. He's, he's similar to Lingrid. He could be quite aggressive, shall I say? I don't want to call him dirty, but. <laughs> I think he'd be quite, um, he can be aggressive. He doesn't give an awful lot of uh, racing room. So I think when he gates, he's pretty difficult to pass. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Doyle in fifth. I've got Artem Laguta in fourth. Um, as I said at the start, oh. I don't think Laguta will be as good as he was last season or as consistent. I think you'll definitely see a round or two where he is immensely quick, but I don't see him finishing in the top three. Um as I said, I backed Wuffenden earlier, and I'm going to back him again. I think he's. I think he finished third. Um, I've, I've just changed my order again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm presenting some pretty decent facts here, to be fair, mate. Um, yeah, I've got Wuffenden as third. Um, I think. I just think he's a he's a class performer. Even he doesn't really have very many dodgy rounds. Um, as you said, there was there was a few issues last season, but I, I think if he gets everything right this season, he can definitely challenge for medals. I've got him in third. Um, my, I suppose we'll go for my second place is probably slightly shocking as I've got Smarslik in second. Ooh, um, I've already filled him in first. Yeah, no, I've got I've got him in second. Um, oh, there's no reason why he can't win it. And it was a complete toss up between him and the guy I've got as, as the winner. Um, I think he's probably, you know, on it on his day is completely unbeatable. The guy he just. The, the uh the, the sort of the long track sort of motion he does on the back straight to the big tracks i think um one of the finals in prague either last season or the season before last um where he's almost sat on the he's almost sat on his dirt deflector on the on the back wheel um it's immense to watch but i'm gonna i've got him down a second and i'm gonna back Saifutinov to win it actually Ooh. i'm gonna go for Saifutinov. i think with a i think he's he's consistent he very rarely has a bad round and i think He'll get it. I think he'll get it all together in one season, and I I just got a feeling it'd be this season. So I've got I've got Sofutinov as my winner. Some, uh, so yeah, some really got... interesting choices there. So um, <laughs> so Kane, what's what's your order? Six to one. Well, like you, it, it did just change at the last minute. I felt the pressure 
<laughs> I, did, I did have Martin Vakir looking sixth, but I thought about it. I think I was going my heart rather than my head. So I switched to Leon Madsen. Um, I, can, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. He, um, I wouldn't say we'll see the 2019 Vice World Champion, Leon Madsen. But I think he, he had a poor season, I think, in his... Um, what's the word? Opinion. Yeah, in his opinion. That'll do. And, and, yeah, crossing yeah. up in it. Um, I think he'll like, be more determined to just try and prove that he is one of the world, well, better than last year, which was a seventh place, I think. Yeah, seventh, yeah. So I think at the very least, he'll be sixth place. Um, fifth is Rob's choice of world champion, Saifudinov. Um, I don't. I just can't see him pushing on that extra bit that the others have above him. Again, he is capable. I'm sure he will prove me wrong at some point. <laughs> but I don't think it'll be this year. I hope not, anyway. Yanovsky, uh, I'm going to have him in his fourth place. That might surprise a few. Uh, I just think he, since working with Greg Hancock, he can only improve. He's shown signs last year, and uh, again, uh, he's one of he's probably one of the younger riders, I think. But even though he feels like he has been around a while, I think he's late twenties. I think maybe not. Then <laughs> might have made that up. Anyway, yeah, I, I just think having Hancock in your team. It's it's not gonna make anything worse. So yeah, third place, uh, Freddie Lindgren. I I possibly have gone with my heart on that one. But yeah, I I, I just think he is the, th- the third best rider in the world, and will continue to be forever and ever <laughs> and ever. Second place, uh, he's he's not gonna do it again. It's Artem Laguta. I think I think we'll still see a, a very good Laguta next season, but I think everyone in Poland will be back in Bartosz Mazik. I think I, I think he'll bring in a third world title because maybe he felt the pressure last year of trying to do three in a row, equal the record. But you know he will want it back more than he's probably won it the first one. I think, and I think everyone in Polish Peter will be making sure that works. <laughs> I think I, I think yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty safe top yeah. six. I think yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Sorry for being boring. <laughs> I mean, you think that's boring? My top six is even more boring. My top, my six is exactly the same as the six from last year. I can't see anybody breaking into it. To be honest, <laughs> just a slightly yeah. different order this time. Oh, okay. So, so I've gone for Waffy in uh, sixth place. Um, I'm going to save myself the embarrassment of pronouncing his name so Rob doesn't take the mick again. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, as we spoke about, it's 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 whether he's got the still got that fire in his belly to to push those guys at the top. I I, I don't know whether he has um, fifth place. I've got Magic Janowski again, consistent sort, but consistently fourth and fifth. And can he push that a little bit more? I'm not sure he can. Fourth place, I've got Freddie Lindgren. Um, again, he's got. 
I don't think he's got that enough to break into that top three at the moment, which is why my top three is exactly the same as the top three from last year. I've got, and this is one where I've just changed it. Um, I've listened to a few arguments. And again, my, my opinion, I've got Art and Laguta in third this year. Um, interestingly, he's changed his rider number to number one this year rather than the uh, 222 he's had. Um, I, I just, I, I almost feel like he's he's going to win that one world title and then he's going to struggle to to break in another one. Um, and that's why I've gone for Emil Safutinov in second, someone I greatly admire and I think he'll be really pushing this year. But my number one is someone I. I just think he's almost untouchable um, at times. And if he can recreate some of that form, I think it could be an incredible year for him. But I, I see Bartos Marsley winning another world title this year. Yeah. Uh, well, should we move on to what the, the fans think? Yeah, certainly. You you talk us through this. This was this was your little creation, this yeah. um, so, um, set up here. As some of you may know, specifically the ones that actually did it, decided to do it um i sent out well we sent out um the, op- the option for fans to decide their top six and we would bring it on here um we managed we, did, we got 26 which is a fairly solid number i would say yeah yeah but, um, good, it's definitely a good start yeah yeah um they picked Bartosz mazak to be world champion with only three four Five, six, seven, seven of them saying that he wouldn't be. He got 139 out of 178 points in the voting. Arthur Lagutu was second, also breaking the 100 barrier with 103. Uh, then it is a big dip. We've got a joint third place with Ty Wolfen and Emil Saifudinov, both on 75. Freddie Lindgren takes fourth on 43. And then it's quite close to the final spot. There's only six points in it. It's Matijanovski sixth on 39, Leon Mads seventh on 33. Then it is a big dip. The only rider in double figures after that is Patrick Dudek on 15. I would point out Jason Doyle got seven of the votes. Max Rick, <laughs> Robert Lambert got five. <laughs> Anders Thompson three, Mikkel Mickelson two, Martin Vakulik two, and Parzipalski didn't score a point. I think that just that just illustrates some trends there, especially in uh, how people think Smarslik will dominate again. Yeah. It, that's quite a big difference, a jump to Laguta. And again, that's another big jump to the next two. And then you've got another big jump to fifth place as well. So top five received at least one vote to be world champion. I've got some um I've got some breaking news actually, boys, away from the um away from the Grand Prix conversation but um michael palm toft has agreed to come on the show oh superb oh, what a guy so uh another another former king's Lynn favorite therefore it's all news to follow <laughs> but um i think that that probably uh rounds up um the uh the grand prix preview that we've done this evening um obviously the the competition itself starts in gorakin croatia on april the 30th um, which is to be the first ever FIM Speedway Grand Prix round of the Discovery Sports era. And it'll be the first Grand Prix they've had there since 2012 as well. So very hard to predict. Um, and obviously we'll have a show, uh, a preview of the, the Croatian Grand Prix before April the 30th, where we'll discuss what what we think might happen. But very difficult to say how this is going to start out for people. I think 
there's only uh, in the last couple of years there's been a couple of GP challenges at, at Gorakum where Max Frick has finished third, but other than that, there's not a lot of form to go by. No, definitely, it's, yeah, it's around we haven't seen for as you said ten years, I think it is now. So um, yeah, I'm I'll, I'll be going into it as a complete newbie with that one. I I yeah, I couldn't predict it any sort of form on that on that track um i'll be interested to see who the wild card is i, I is, is is pavlich still still I still riding eureka pavlich must be about 50 yeah. by now isn't he? i yeah, remember seeing i remember watching him at swindon yeah <laughs> no but I, that's the thing i like that's one of the main talking points who will be the coercion wild card i don't think there's any coercions riding anymore perhaps luca modric got on a bike we'll have to wait and see <laughs> But, um, yeah, I think um, that probably um, wraps up the show for us this evening, guys. So, first of all, thank you, Rob, and thank you, Kane, for, for hosting with me this evening. Hopefully this is some, something big that's going to carry on for the remainder of the season and we can have just as enlightening conversations about other other competitions in the sport as well. And also, thanks to everybody for listening in this evening. Hopefully you've all had a good show and you've, You've debated all the aspects that we've come up with. Um, but unless there's anything else from you, Kane and Rob? No, I can imagine that most uh, most people have disagreed with, with a good portion of what we said. But I can imagine I, uh, that we can't wait for the uh, I can't wait for the feedback, to be honest. We're gonna get some abuse on Messenger or something <laughs> in the coming days, I'm sure of it. But um fantastic for a first show. I've really enjoyed myself on it. I can't wait till next week. Obviously next week will be the National Development League preview. Um, delighted to say that Alfie Botel is going to join us on the show next week and he's going to discuss everything Kent and Plymouth. We'll touch briefly on Plymouth in the Championship, but we're going to, uh, I'm delighted that Alfie's going to be our first guest on the show and it'll be good to talk. Um, so as for us, thanks very much, Rob. Thanks very much, Kane, and see you next week. Yep. Goodbye. Thanks very much, guys. It was a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network.